Schwartz. Okay, here we go. Jake Schwartz at the Philly Sports Hall of Fame, live casino, South Philadelphia, home of your soon-to-be world champion, Philadelphia Phillies and Eagles. And uh, my guest here is, uh, I've had this, I've known this man forever, his family forever, the son of Hall of Fame coach Phil Martelli. Phil Martelli Jr. is uh, with us, and uh, thank you for being here on The Voice Report. Thanks, Jake. You know, it's always great to see you. Always good to see you. And, uh, you know, we go back to the days when you were playing for your dad at St. Joe's. And, of course, uh, I had the opportunity to, we became very good friends very, very quickly. Um, Tonight, your father, Phil Martelli, is going into the Hall of Fame. What does this honor mean to you? It it means a ton to see him, uh, you know, receive the the accolades that he deserves. And, And it's not just for his his work as a coach it's his work as a person uh, you know it's kind of cliche to say but he really is a hall of fame well person. you know your dad was just i just i brought this up with your father but he said if you believe in cliches i've lived a storybook life i mean 35 years coaching at st joe's not to mention um you know coaching with gino at bishop kendrick and uh, working at uh, the prep and Widener, it, it really is, a, I think it's safe to say, it is like the movie Shrek. It was a fairy tale. <laughs> I think we could kind of go with we that can, right We now. can go with that. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Your mom also, by the way, a great uh, basketball player in her own way, played for Kathy Rush at Immaculata. So you've lived a storybook life. Yeah, we, we've been very blessed. And it obviously starts with my dad and the standard that he set for all of us you know, to be uh, you know, the best person that we could be, the best husband, the best father, yeah. the best friend, the best uh, whatever it is, you know, fill in the blank. You know, he has, he has certainly set that standard for us and something that we strive for each and every day. And I, I'm just thankful to have him and my mom and the support system that we've had around us. You were, yeah, you were living at, at one time, you were uh, kind of bouncing in between jobs, so you were living at home. Uh, with your wife and good old Fi- little Philip, who of course I've known since probably since he was a baby. Yeah, he's 13 now. Can you so believe yeah. I I I'm I'm blown away uh, by that. And uh, these days uh, you're at Bryant. You're the associate head coach under the great Jared Grasso. What do you like the most about being out there in Smithfield? Uh, Rhode Island's a great place. Bryant is a great place. And we took over a program. This is now our fifth season. When we took over the year before, they had won three games. It was a lousy situation. Yep. And uh, we turned it into an NCAA tournament team. We've hosted the championship game for our conference the last two years. And you know now we're on to uh, hopefully bigger and better things to win another conference championship and yep. win some games in the NCAA tournament now. Now, your dad uh, is also in his fourth or fifth year uh, at, at Michigan under Jawad Howard. Uh, you, you know, again, I brought it up with your dad. Uh, person is the word he used about Jawad. How do you feel about that? I, I, I'm just happy to see him happy. You know, after what he went through, to, to see him, you know, get with somebody that he has the highest respect for in the, the short period of time that I've been around Jawan and uh, around the rest of that staff, you know, seeing them on the road, they have nothing but high praise for my father. And it, it just makes me feel good to know that you know, he's at a place where he's really valued and loved and that he also values and loves the people around him. And your brother went through a, a, another similar situation, let go at Rutgers after the kind of fiasco with Mike Rice. Uh, he is back coaching as well. He's at uh, Virginia Commonwealth. How happy are you uh, to see that he has succeeded as well? I'm thrilled for Jimmy. You know, no one works harder. No one 
no one's more loyal and more dedicated than Jimmy. So to see him doing, you know, what he loves to do with, again, you know, it comes down to people. Like, I'm blessed. I'm with really good people. My dad's with really good people. Jimmy's with the highest quality people and Mike Rhodes. Oh, I would have loved to have seen him. So he's like the one person that loves to be to, to badmouth me by going, <laughs> oh, voice, it's good to see you, but I don't want to, I think we see you too many, too, uh, enough during the season, right? <laughs> They get to Philadelphia quite often, so I'm sure he sees well, plenty of he you. Well, right? he sees me quite a bit. We love him, and I feel the same way about you, and I want to congratulate you and your father going into the Hall of Fame, a well-deserved honor for a guy who, I, I guess it's safe to say, joins people like Fred Dunphy, Jay Wright. It's, uh, he is Philadelphia, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, and with everything that's going on in the city right now. And we, he, we got the World quite, Series. He was quite emotional uh, after that, that Padres series and oh, to see him that way goodness, and, and the yeah. pride that he has for Philadelphia, uh, you know, not just the sports, sports teams, but the city as a whole and the work he's done here is a special and, thing. And Matt Martucci, his play-by-play uh, -play guy, will be presenting the award to him this evening as our, as our MC. So that's got to be very exciting. Jake Schwartz again here at the Live Casino, the home of the Philadelphia Phillies, the world champion Phillies and Eagles with Phil Martelli Jr. of Bryant University. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks, Jake. I love my job. Appreciate you. I love my job. Shorts again here. No, no, it's uh, audio. We are not going to, we can't do, uh... all right. So here we are, Jake Schwartz here at the Live Casino, South Philadelphia, home of the future Philadelphia World Champion Six, uh, well, we'll hope for the Sixers, Phillies and Eagles. And of course, it's a pleasure to bring with me, he was an MC of the Philly Sports Hall of Fame. Tonight, his 82-83 Sixers are going in and a well-deserved honor. Pat Williams, the GM, it's so good to see you. It's wonderful to be in Philly, and uh, 40 years since that title yes. team. It's hard to believe, but uh, they're being recognized tonight, and deservedly so. When I heard the news, I thought to myself, am I going to talk to the sergeant or the uh, minister of Def defense, secretary of defense, I should say, the doctor and the kangaroo. Instead, we get Pat Williams. I'll take that any day. Well, thank you. It I, I don't think any of the players came, no, I but, but they'll be remembered tonight. And, uh, what will they be remembered as? Uh, a great uh, a team that came together uh, and played cohesively. Uh, they'll be remembered for a magical season. Uh, nothing went wrong. No injuries, no losing streaks. Uh, every game, it seemed like we won by 30 points. They were just as good a team as there was. They had the best center in Moses Malone. They brought him in that year for Caldwell Jones. They still had Ju Julius, Mo Cheeks, Andrew Tony. The list certainly goes on and on. It was a special group, and, and they were all at the peak of their game. Uh, I, think we, I think we all thought it was going to go on for years, but, uh, but they all came to the peak of their performance right that season. And, uh, and, and, and then from that point, we were never ever quite the same. But for that one year, probably as dominant a team as the league's ever seen. What was the uh, moment where you could say it was the, the game that I'll remember forever during that year? Well, it would have to be the last game in L.A. In L.A., yeah, of course, uh, we, with we, the, the steal and the we, slam. We had, won, we had won three. We were, had, had this remarkable run. But the Lakers were always potent. Oh, yeah. And particularly on their home court. And even though we had that 3 nothing advantage, I don't think anybody uh, felt comfortable. No. Uh, and, and the Lakers. And we struggled and got behind but came back and, and then uh, finished it off. And uh, there was a sense of joy, but probably even more relief because 
so much had been expected of that team. And, and finally, when it was over, there was just this wonderful sense of relief. It really was. And one last question for you, because I know you've got places you've got to go. You were the MC. We were here at the Philly Sports Law, uh, here at the Hall of Fame of Philadelphia. You're going in again on behalf of the Sixers. You have presented many people with these awards. What's the difference between being a presenter and, and, and being a recipient? Uh, you, do, you do less talking. <laughs> yes, that's very true. But I, I firmly believe... Uh, that this this night every early November every year is the is the biggest night of sports in Philadelphia and we've got a World Series and and to see this city yeah so excited about yeah. the, their baseball team about their football and team the Eagles yes it, it's just marvelous to see and and uh, the, the, the enthusiasm is is almost hard to describe I'm blown away by it and we want to congratulate you on behalf of everyone at Voice Report, the one and only Pat Williams. He was the GM of the 83 Sixers. Sir, congratulations. Nice to see you, sir. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much again. And uh, let's see if we can try to get uh, Jimmy Rollins maybe to, to, uh, to talk. Has anybody seen that? Uh, is Jimmy still back there? Or? Uh, no, he just went through. Oh, okay. Let's see if we could uh, excuse me. Sorry, Father, just going to try to talk to the GM. Don't bother me, I just want to congratulate this gentleman here. Nice to see you. If he has a quick second, we will wait. We will we will wait. If you have a quick second, we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah, they should be right out. I was actually talking about him. I want to talk to him. Oh, I figured. Oh, of course. Do you have a few seconds? Two minutes. Two quick two minutes. Let's do it. All right, Jake. And we are continuing coverage of the film. Yep. Hold on one second. He wants a drink, yeah. Oh, I don't know what it is. Okay. Give me some good stuff. Yep. Actually, not me. Okay. And we are continuing the coverage here of the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame with one of my favorite uh, baseball players. And I would have loved to have had his PA announcer here tonight. But you know what? Well, I myself do that for a living. But you know what? We'll get to that later on. Jimmy Rollins, uh, welcome to the Voice Report. Uh, thank you very good much. Good to see you. We haven't talked in a, in a few years. My old copy, but you can have Perfect. I'm just, get, I'm, I'm just getting the list. I just need to make sure I know everybody. Yeah, he's smart. Going yeah. In, in, in oh, yeah. No oh, doubt about oh, it. Of no course. doubt about it. Well, right now, the buzz, of course, has to be on the Philadelphia Phillies. You threw out, you were one of the many people throwing out the first pitch. You've had a very busy week. Uh, now, here we are. You're getting inducted. This has everybody in what they're in for. You're getting inducted to the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. Even here in the Hall of Fame, you just can't take a breath, can you? <laughs> That's how I'm supposed to be. What does this know? honor mean to you? Uh, it's it's great. It's something actually I, I never even thought about. You know, going yeah. to the uh, Philly Sports Hall of Fame. For me, it was just making an impact on the city, to be honest. And so to be honored uh, in this way, to be, uh, uh, you know, with, honored with the plaque and to the DNA of the city, with the great sports athletes, obviously the great sports movies that have been that have been made here. Yeah. It means a lot that you know when my kids, you know, come here, I can like, guess what? You know, your, your daddy did something pretty special yes. in the city, and they'll have an understanding of it. You won the World Series in '08. We're hoping uh, a certain team wins it again, but they uh, had a little setback. They're back at it tonight, and hopefully they could take care of business on Saturday. Um, you won in 08. What was that feeling like for you? Uh, it was special. Um, you know, 
since 1980, this city had been, you know, crying Started. for a baseball uh, championship. And so you have to live with that. 93, they had a chance, got there, uh, lost to the um, uh, Blue Jays at the time. And, and, and at the time, you know, being a Rick Henderson fan, I was the happiest kid around yes, just because Ricky, sure Ricky got a were. ring. And then, you know. They were few, underdogs yeah, then, too. Yeah, the, always. This, the city's always underdogs. Um, and, yeah. then, and then, you know, three years later, I'm drafted by the Phillies, and it's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You know, the team I just rooted against, you know, a few years ago, I'm drafted by, but I told my mom then, you know, they, at, at the time, 100-loss uh, uh, team, I said, don't worry about it. When I get there, we'll win a championship. So I was able to help bring that to the city along with my teammates, and it was a great time. What do you like the most about this team? You know, it was only a few months ago they were making managerial changes rob thompson comes along and here they are in the world series two wins away um did you ever think at some point they would get as far as they've gotten um i think it was a great uh switch at the top yes uh you had to bring somebody that the players believed in yes. and i think vice versa that believed in the players as a coach rob got to get to know these guys you know first on a different level that managers don't get an opportunity to because they're running the team they're dealing with upper management they have to deal with you know running the game every single day where a coach you get to go into the clubhouse and sit and talk to the players on the bench they're upset the coach is usually the one that goes over there to consult them so having the, the ability to establish those personal relationships with the guys made him the perfect guy for the job and so you talked about Charlie at, 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 at our time being a players manager. Same thing as Rob. He, he is. knows the players. Yes, he talks. his open lines of communications. The players know where they stand. And in order to be a good leader, you have to have that. And that's why this team has taken We're off. We're hoping that they can rebound from this uh, no-hitter of last night. One last question. Tell everybody out there what you're doing these days. You're still doing television on TBS. Are you work you're working for the Phillies now. Uh, Yes, I, I've been working for the Phillies in different capacities. Uh, it's grown, went from just basically like a team ambassador. I mean, I played a lot of golf for free oh, good. Uh, to yeah. work with Dave Dombrowski, and this year I just learned a lot. I didn't give you know too much input uh, as far as getting guys, but they had me talk to a couple guys. And he's I so successful at every team he's ever worked with. Yes, so I've been I doing love, that, yeah. obviously, TBS every Tuesday night, and I cover the uh, oh, I, I division love... series and championship series, so it's been a lot of fun. You and Pedro Martinez and Curtis Granderson are like matches made in, in, in heaven. And do you actually, I think you work with a guy that I went to broadcasting school with, Adam Lefko. Yes. Uh, he's a good, he's yeah, a friend, yeah, and please tell him I yes, said we, uh, my love. Um, time and, and, and yeah, they call it the treehouse, so uh, oh, yeah. obviously all the Philly love. Uh, Adam is a, uh, is a guy that I knew um, here in Philadelphia. We went to the play-by-play -play classics broadcasting camp. Well, we want to thank you for joining us, and we want to congratulate you on being in the Philadelphia Hall of Fame. It's a well-deserved honor, and I haven't actually, like I said, seen you since I was a kid in Baltimore, and I stopped you uh, in, I think, the Renaissance Hotel, and you were so we kind to me. It <laughs> was a right, long man. time ago. Nice. You have a, I have a good memory, yeah, and it was so good to, to talk with you again. We haven't seen each other in a long time, and again, congratulations. Shake Schwartz again here with Philadelphia Hall of Famer Jimmy Rollins. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Jay Roll. Good seeing you as always. I mean that. Thank you, sir. Okay, this is Jake Schwartz here at the Naval Academy for game number one of the Veterans Classic, and uh, it's my pleasure to be joined by a man who is having a homecoming here in Annapolis, Maryland, Jarris Walker. How are you, Jarris? I'm good. I'm doing well. Good to uh, see you as always, and uh, you had such a great career at IMG Academy. 23 points tonight, an easy victory over St. Joseph, 81-55. Your thoughts on this win and what it means to be back home? 
Uh, I mean, it, it was awesome to be back home, like just playing in front of so much family and friends that I've seen and grow, grown up with. But uh, yeah, it was a great win. I feel like we played hard, but I feel like we still have a long way to go to get to the team we need to be. Number three in the country, uh, you've already taken down a tough northern Colorado by over 60. Uh, the road, it, it seems like it's going to get uh, tougher as you'll be in your final year before you head over to the Big 12. What's the one thing you're looking forward to? Uh, the road ahead, I should say. Uh, really just traveling and just winning with my guys. I mean, that's what we came here to do is win. Uh, so, I mean, we have a great bond. We're just going to continue to grow and develop together. Just keep racking up the wins. Last question, and I know uh, you've got uh, people to talk to, so we'll uh, uh, the Veterans Classic. Uh, we're here on the, the grounds of the United States Navy. You can't even imagine how hard it is just to let people on this uh, campus. What did it mean to you uh, to be a part of this, and what's the thing you're going to remember the most? Uh, it was an honor, and the the thing I remember the most is just how family oriented they are, like uh like the lunch, like they talk, they bond, like they fight for each other each and every day. So like I, I really respect that about them. I did that over at IMG's doing it here. Thank you, Jarris. Appreciate it. Jake Schwartz again here with the one and only Jarris Walker, former IMG, now Houston Cougar. He leads his team to an eighty-one fifty-five victory. Oh, uh, voice, voice, voice report. I'm a uh, podcast. I'm actually, yes, sir. Uh, basketball, football. I do a lot. I'm actually a PA announcer full time. Um, all around the country. I do mostly high school. I, I used to work at Maryland Eastern shore and, uh, now I'm working on, uh, going to the NBA. Thank you. Yeah. Billy Lang is set to uh, check in here and also joining is Eric Reynolds. So we'll listen in on uh, the, uh, so we'll listen in uh, Billy Lang and Eric Reynolds here on the voice report. Coach Lang, do you just make an opening statement, please? Uh, first off, um, thank you to Ed Chellis, uh, the United States Naval Academy, on CBS Sports. Just a great two days. I mean, just the entire event is amazing. I was so um, thrilled with the way our guys just, just kind of immersed themselves into the yard yesterday. Every moment of it was a very, very long day, but everything that they learned here, I mean, I got to live it for seven years. It's one of the greatest honors and blessings of uh of my life, and it carries over, you know, things like routine, brotherhood, seeing fallen people, love, uh, serving leadership, and these are all the same things we talk about um, here at, at St. Joe's, and so just thank them for uh, having us in the event, it's amazing. Um, Houston's a great opponent, obviously picked to win a national championship, there's so many reasons why they are, uh, the physicality, the talent, the coaching, the discipline, and um, I'm not happy with the result, of the game, but I'm not displeased with a lot of the things that happened on the court just for where we want to go as a program. This will be a great lesson for us and uh, look forward to moving on. Uh, well, I mean, this question for both of you, Coach, could you just go first? Uh, just a little bit in detail about what is so special about this Veterans Classic. Man, well, we don't have enough time, but um, I mean, one, we get to compete, so the game in and of itself is awesome. I, I just think the you know, we have a lot going on in our country, you know, and, and people's opinions and disagreements, they're entitled to them. You know, everybody has not been treated the same in the United States of America. But I think when, when you come here 
you're reminded that you need to respect the people that have laid their lives on the line. It's literally, they're, they're, they'll die for us. They don't even know us. And when you have to be reminded of that sometimes. You can still have your opinions, you can still have your arguments, and, and they have great validity, great validity, based on the experiences that we've all had are all different. But if you can be reminded that there are people their age, you know, that have made a decision at 18, you know, we post a graphic that says committed to St. Joe's, you know, they post a graphic that says I'm committed to you. You know, and, and that's a big deal. And I just think just being a part of that is great. And getting to play Houston was, was as equally as great. How about, um, yeah, just being here, like Coach said, just has, it really reminds you what type of people you're playing for. They literally lay, lay their lives on the line every day. Um, getting to experience how they live here um, was real nice. Um, when we got to sit down and listen to the guest speaker, um, he really reminded us like how special this place was when you step inside these walls. Like, you know, you feel something different. You know, uh, you don't really think about it much. Like coming here, you thinking you're just gonna come play a game, but once you really feel and see the names on the walls and stuff, it really hits you a different way, and um, it really changes your attitude going to the game. You know, like this is this is a really special place, and uh, we really have to compete for the people that follow. Coach, in the second half, obviously you can kind of tell that the, the quality of the floor was, was getting a bit questionable at times with, with moisture on there. Um, I know they talked about on the broadcast that the refs had encouraged you and, and Coach Sampson to uh, discontinue the game at the yeah. final uh, under four media timeout, but you guys wanted to continue. What was the decision and, and why did you keep going? Well, it's unfair. Um, number one, maybe we need to raise our, our taxes so we can you know, help uh, well, not all here with, with their, their heating and cooling system. Um, listen, that, that's not a smart rule. To, to, to postpone a game when a team's up 26 points, they're, they're going to win the game. And they're, they're a national championship aspirational program that like is real this year. It's very, very real. And so to, to play and not get a win, I just thought it was, it was not the right decision to make. And I think we're going to be good. So they, it could end up being a really quality win for them. So it, we just, you know, you try, you go to your bench, tell the guys, you know, don't chase anyone down, don't put anybody in, in injury. Um, it's, I just, there, there needs to be something that's logical, right? It's like, okay, the team's up 26 points. No one should get hurt. Can we call the game and give them a win? I would have been happy to do that. I've been happy to do that. Unless we could have called the game and given us a win, then maybe that would have been different. But uh, it just was the right thing to do for the University of Houston, bottom line. And we just made sure we were smart about not getting injured. Elliot, uh, Fleming and Brown both went down. Did, was, do you think that was tied to the floor, and how, how do you think they are at this point? Um, I don't know how they are. Um, Brown's was a cramp. He fell after the layup, um, probably more due to the contact at the basket and less to do with the floor, but then he cramped. Uh, Fleming played great, went for an offensive rebound, and landed on someone's foot, which is, is happens almost every time somebody goes up for, for that type of, of uh, confrontation. So I, I don't think... Um, those things had to do with the floor. When you, you know, I know when we talked last month, you were very optimistic about what this team could become in time. Yeah. How, how encouraged are you just kind of based on some of that feistiness after about the eight, eight minute mark? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm encouraged. This is just a data point for the encouragement. It's not the reason why I'm encouraged. Everything since the group has been together um, in late May. So 
Listen, this is St. Joe's basketball. We've been number one in the country. We've been to a Final Four. We've been to a Sweet 16. We've been to a Elite Eight. We've been the National Player of the Year. We've been the National Coach of the Year. We've been a Hall of Fame coach. We've got 20 people that have played in the NBA. We've had NBA head coaches. We play in a high major league. There, there's like, I'm not walking out of here like, oh, gee, we hung with Houston. I, there's zero part of me that thinks like that. Like, not one single part of me. Just now we have a group of guys that I believe can do it because of everything that has happened before. So. I'm encouraged about what we can become, but I'm not happy that we lost the game. Like, not at all. There are some things, though, that I love. The fight, the rebounding, not their rebounding, but our rebounding. We turned them over. I thought we drove the ball once we got comfortable and played the way we want to play. Coach, uh, nice to see you. It's always great to see you. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned um, being in an event like the Veterans Classic. You said yourself, you spent seven years here at Navy. Uh, your dad, I, I talked to you earlier, was sitting in the stands. What did that really mean to you for your guys uh, to play in this type of an atmosphere and to be able to say, you know, yeah, okay, we didn't get the job done, but we did come close, especially with that condensation. You went on that really nice run. You were down almost 13. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, again, it, it all ties together. I think what it says is, you know, here's what we're capable of doing. The, the thing that's great about Houston is they just do not stop. If they're up 20, they won't beat you by 40. If they're down five, they won't try to beat you by 20. They're gonna play the whole time. It's endurance, it's what we're talking about. And so what's great is like, you know, our guys yesterday watch formation at noon. That's endurance, that's united. You know, all the things that we talk about, you get to see other people do it. So I think the event and the game all tie together as just a shared experience for us as we continue to try to become. And Eric, you're from here, of course. You grew up in the Maryland type area. What did it mean to be home? Um, you know, coming back home is always amazing. Um, you can have a lot of people come out, you know, family, friends, so I love it. I love being home. It's a sense of comfortability, so I love being home. And, um, Coach, I know that, you know, the Atlantic 10 is, is really good this year. Yeah. Obviously, you have some teams that, you know, are getting a lot of national attention, yeah. St. Louis, Dayton, VCU. Um, are there specific things you're going to take from this game against Houston, another really high caliber opponent, looking forward to those? Not too far ahead, but just you're going to have to face them. I mean, we have, you know, every game takes on a life of its own. So you're looking for the consistency of just playing like Hawks. Um, I'm not thinking about those three programs. I, truly, I don't really think about anybody else other than us. So, and I don't mean that in negative. Those three programs are really good. They've got really good teams. Um, I walk out of here thinking, and I thought this this morning, you know, Kelvin Sampson became the head coach of the University of Houston eight years ago. If somebody would have said to him, in year six, you're going to be in the Final Four. In year seven, you're going to be 20 seconds away from the Final Four. In year eight, you pick to win the Final Four. I walk away with like, okay, you just played that. He wants to be an NBA player? There were 30 NBA scouts here today okay, to watch Sasser and, and Sheep. Okay, you want to be a Final Four program? That's what it looks like. You know, that's not Kentucky. That's not Duke. That's a program that began similar to where to where we had to become and had similar history like we had too. So I, it's more about where we want to go and how we become that than it is thinking about anything else other than doing it tomorrow. <laughs> That's it. It's a great question, but I'll be worrying about those guys when we play then. That's it. All right. Go Navy. And the Hawk will never die. Never <laughs> Can I get a quick two-minute with Billy? We gotta go. What about uh, Eric? We gotta get going. Oh.
That's okay. It's okay, Jack. All right, we want to thank Billy Lang and Eric Reynolds for taking the podium. Unfortunately, we will be unable because, again, St. Joe's is traveling. We want to thank our guest, Jaris Walker, for joining us. And we want to thank everyone for joining us here on The Voice Report. Houston, again, stays unbeaten with an 81-55 win. This is Jake Schwartz again from The Voice Report here at the Veterans Classic at Alumni Hall.